Hello world, welcome back. This is Gary Go by Cutica Health with your host, Thaman. Today we're looking at the topic, recurrent abdominal pain in children. Recurrent abdominal pain in children. Now, abdominal pain in children is linked to frequent hospital visits, which may sometimes require hospitalization. Recurrent abdominal pain is one that has been on and off for at least three months. Now, this is often a cause of worry and distress to the parent or caregiver, as it can be severe enough to interrupt the normal activities of the child. Let's look at the possible causes. So, there are a number of possible causes of recurrent abdominal pain in children. It may be linked to a problem with the gut or a problem in other parts of the body. Therefore, it is important to determine the cause as this influences management. Number one of those causes today, celiac disease. Abdominal pain along with other symptoms occurs secondary to ingestion of meals containing a substance called gluten. In celiac disease, there's an immune reaction to gluten. This disease can run in families. After the diagnosis is confirmed through a series of tests, the mainstay of therapy is avoidance of gluten-containing diets. Now, gluten is mostly found in processed foods like breads, candies, cakes, pies, cookies, etc. It is also advisable to keep a food journal to document foods that worsen symptoms in order to limit them in the future. Number two cause, lactose intolerance. This problem occurs when the body is unable to digest lactose, the type of sugar found in milk and sometimes other dairy products. The symptoms, which usually develop within hours of ingestion of lactose, may include bloating, excessive passing of gas, diarrhea, and tummy ache. Management includes limiting consumption of milk and other dairy products, using lactose-free products when available, or adding a supplement called lactase enzyme to food that contains lactose to help break down the lactose. It is also important to keep a food journal to identify and avoid these triggers. Number three cause, chronic constipation. Children who are chronically constipated will have frequent episodes of tummy pain. It is important that the child's diet is modified by increasing fiber intake and encouraging liberal water intake. Toilet training and modification of toilet habits play a key role in reducing occurrence of constipation in children. When there is severe constipation and conservative management has failed, there may be need for manual removal of stools. Number four cause, peptic ulcer disease. This may be caused by the excessive production of acid in the stomach or infection by a bacteria called Helicobacter pylori. Tests may be needed to ascertain this diagnosis before treatment is commenced. Now, commonly used painkillers called NSAIDs, such as aspirin and ibuprofen, stress and long fasting periods are risk factors for ulcer disease. Number five cause, abdominal migraine. Abdominal migraine has been implicated as the cause of pain in about one to two out of 10 children who present with recurrent abdominal pain. Parents often find this diagnosis frustrating. This falls under abdominal pain that cannot be traced to any disease in particular. Here, there is no known underlying cause as in between episodes, child is perfectly fine and goes about normal activities with no form of impairment. Symptoms may include headache, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, or intolerance to light. Pain is usually around the belly button and may last for about an hour, and symptoms may be severe enough to prevent the child from going to school. Number six cause, abdominal colic. 
a common complaint by parents. Here they complain the breastfed infant cries excessively, twists and turns in discomfort, especially after feeding. This symptom is caused by the presence of air in the child's tummy, which causes discomfort. To prevent this, ensure that during breastfeeding, the child latches onto the areola of the breast and not just the nipple. For bottle-fed infants, ensure the mouth is fully wrapped around the teeth of the bottle and the bottle is being held at the proper angle. Now, the proper angle is one that limits the amount of air sucked by infants during bottle feeding. And this is achieved by only slightly tilting the bottle during feeding, holding it in a way that ensures the baby does not suck in air. Also, ensure infant is burped immediately after breastfeeding. And number seven, severe worm infestation. This is a common problem in areas with poor sanitation. Worm expellent will be prescribed by a doctor to eradicate the worms. Now that we've looked at seven causes, let's look at when to see a doctor. It is important to see a doctor for further evaluation and to establish a diagnosis, especially when the abdominal pain is persistent and severe enough to impair function. Now, there are some symptoms that indicate more urgent medical evaluation is required. Number one of those symptoms, blood in stool. Number two, unexplained fever. Number three, unintentional weight loss. Number four, significant vomiting. Number five, regression of growth pattern. Number six, difficulty or pain in swallowing. Number seven, severe diarrhea. Number eight, family history of inflammatory bowel disease, celiac disease, or peptic ulcer disease. And number nine, late onset of puberty. And now to the treatment of abdominal pain. So the treatment of abdominal pain in children depends on what the doctor finds in both physical examination and test results. Blood tests, urine tests, and stool analysis, abdominal scans, and x-rays may be required to evaluate the symptom and determine its cause. Treatment may range from medications to dietary changes depending on the identified cause. Now, recurrent abdominal pain in children is quite common and in a large percentage of children. It occurs in the absence of an organic cause. Many children outgrow this and go on to live pain-free lives. However, it is important to have a proper medical checkup and investigation to rule out sinister causes. Thank you so much for joining me today. That is all I have for you. Now, for more information on health-related topics like this, simply log on to www.cuticahealth.com. That is C-U-T-I-C-A health.com. And for more episodes like this, find us on your podcast platforms like Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts at Carigo by Cutica Health. I hope you always stay alive, healthy, and kicking. Don't forget, this is still Carigo by Cutica Health, and I am still your host, Aman. I'll see you next time.